<laughs> but yeah, I've just been um, wearing lots of sweatshirts and t-shirts and PJs and you know, I feel like that is uh, that's like I mean, I I feel like that's definitely like the pandemic look, but also pandemic chic. I think that's pandemic chic. I think that that's exactly what it is. But I also think that it's kind of also January. That's true. Like in January, it's just like I've got to be wearing slippers. Oh, I have love slippers. I have a, a new pair. It's already like I wear them so much that they're already getting like beaten up. Like I've I'm getting my slippers beaten up in my house because I wear them so much. <laughs> like that's crazy. Well, girl, you have a job. Get some new slippers. You can get you these can are get, new. Oh, so they they're just really they're not they're cheap. Okay, they're cheap. It's fine. You need to upgrade your slipper game. That's true. Is. You know, at my sister it, crocheted me leg warmers. Ooh, they're like rainbow leg warmers. I nice. I don't have them on me right now, but they're so soft and cute. And you, I just Aww. put my jeans, and I just I want to be in ensconced in a blanket until mm-hmm. March. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, with my a- Amazon gift card that I got um, from my law firm as a a holiday gift um i almost got a giant like not a i think it's a snus snus snuggy but basically it's not quite it has like the feet holes and the arm holes don't don't open like they're closed so So it's it's just like so it's a sack it's just like a you just put your (laughs) arms in you put your your feet in and you like drape it all over you it's like it extends out like now i don't want to i don't want to overstep my bounds here but i do so i do feel like i can picture you and your whole family wearing snuggies watching mm-hmm. a movie in your den mm-hmm. is that, that would, a thing that happens or that is not a thing that happens so that is a thing that could happen and thank you for that idea i think i will <laughs> bring it up make sure that that family happens. meeting yeah yeah um yeah i think uh and i'm in the den right now but we watch tv upstairs mm-hmm. and um so yeah maybe i should invest in some some of those and oh yeah you know i'm getting advertisements for very specific very like things that i would want sometimes i I don't need something that's like upsetting like sometimes i get an ad yeah sometimes i'll get an ad and i'm like who do you think like what is who who do you think I am that I that I need that? Like I wish I could come up with a good example. I will say that there was a time where I was getting tons of advertisements for like you know, remove your muffin top or get rid of your muffin top and I'm like, "Excuse me. First of all, I who says I want to remove my muffin top and secondly, stop bombarding me with your like body shaming ads." Also, who Facebook. says you have a muffin ma- ma- um 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 a muffin top the algorithm apparently does uh yeah i get advertised sometimes men's stuff and sometimes gay men's stuff oh. and sometimes mm. kids stuff mm. well because a lot of my kids are stuffed um, a- 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 animals but to be fair i did buy my boyfriend a stuffed a- animal and, and that then little penis stuffy that you have that's and adorable. i got myself a a pe- penis plushie yeah so Which is technically adorable. it's like on point mm-hmm. you know for them to a- advertise stuffed animals to me <laughs> but it still is like uh like why? i don't i don't i don't know that i like the mirror that's reflected back to me by 
today's modern advertising is what I'm yeah. saying. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I take screen screenshots of things that I'm advertised oh. and so send them to you sometimes or send them to I know. I know. Some, you send some me people. some really weird ones. Yeah. Uh, the robots are trying to figure us out and they're not always accurate and or maybe but they will be in 10 years oh yeah in 10 years they'll know me better than i know myself i mean honestly Mm -hmm. if they just sent me as much adam driver and andy samberg merch as possible i mean that's it that's all you got to market to me yeah why why have they not i haven't seen a single ad for any adam driver or andy samberg merch not a single ad that's true i have also not had an ad it is shocking. It's shocking. Mm. Speaking of which, welcome to, the, welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast. Welcome. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And uh, this is a podcast where we celebrate the life, the love, the films, the television shows, and the, the merch. The talent. The talent. The un- incredible, undeniable talent of Adam Driver and Andy Samberg. So we only watch... Adam Driver and Andy Samberg movies, etc. And that's what we do on the show. So if you're here uh, because you love those actors, you have you've come to the right place. And if you don't love them, get out. Yeah, the f- there's this the door. Isn't, this isn't the podcast for there's you. There's the door. <laughs> See yourself out, sir or madam, whoever you are. Um, <laughs> Sarah, I would you like? I've got a lot of. Andy, a lot of exciting Andy and Adam, Adam and Andy news today. Nice. Would you like me to give you give you a little bit of news from the Newswire? Please start with Andy. Um, all right, let's start with Andy. Great. Oh, this is very exciting. Uh, Palm Springs. So recently yes. they announced the awards for the Critics' Choice Awards in these sort of specialized categories. So if you remember, Palm Springs was up for some awards in the sci-fi fantasy category. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Palm Springs won for best sci-fi or fantasy film. Uh, Kristen Meliodi won for best actress, mm-hmm. and uh, in, in a sci-fi fantasy film. And Andy Samberg won for best actor in a sci-fi fantasy film. Nice! In fact, it was adorable. I have I'll have to reach. I I think I already shared the video on Twitter when it was going around, but I can reshare it. But there was a um a video like they announced him and they cut to him in a parking lot like accepting the award but like it was like he was trying to run away from something it was a whole bit it was very it was super adorable <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i love great. it oh congratulations to him yes i was so happy he deserves it and and, and, and also Kristen Milioti, she was yeah. great as well and yeah. i'm and the film is awesome and i'm so glad yeah that they won. That's exciting. I hope there's more awards for them on the horizon. Yeah, I watched it three times in like a week. So definitely. I might have to revisit it. You know, it's possible that what I really need to do is go back and watch Palm Springs again. I feel like that was early quarantine, but it was a formative experience. It was. It was very amazing. Was that in May? June? May? It was Uh, May. Well, let's see. April? I think it was around May. Um or June, I'm not sure because we did it on the podcast. That was a toasty. We didn't hosting. do it on this podcast. No, we, we did it on the feminine mistake on the feminine podcast, mistake, which led to us creating this podcast, which we created in June. Did we? Have I we think been so. Doing this since June. June. I thought it was August that we've started oh. this show. You're right. Anyway, You're I, right. I, that I, was I, a different I, podcast that has the same name that began in June. Never mind. 
the June the just June podcast. No. <laughs> there are two a- a- Adam and Andy podcasts uh, besides we ours. Them. We don't talk about okay. them here. We don't talk about them here. They're not I'm just saying. We all started in 2020. <laughs> well, we'll be the last Adam and Andy podcast standing. Last one standing. Last one standing. Um, I- I've got a little bit more news. If you're ready, okay. you're ready for some more news. So uh, this is a new project that's in development. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and let's see, where did I get this from? This is, uh, I heard th- about this initially on Twitter um, from, uh, there's an account called Best of Andy, which we follow. Um, at Bad Bad Post Andy is the, the uh, Twitter handle. Um, anyway, so Andy Sandberg and his Palm Springs writer, so this is the Palm Springs writer, Andy uh, Sierra, have teamed up with Noah Hawley and Ben Stiller for an untitled sci-fi comedy drama that will be uh, uh, shown on, on the Apple. Uh, at, it's landing at Apple Studios, which I guess it means it's going to come out on the Apple TV app, I'm going to guess. Apple Studios? Excuse me? Well, because Apple is producing, like, they produce, like, I don't know, what that show with uh, Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston. And, like, there's a ton of stuff coming out on Apple. And, like, I did not know that. Yeah, there's, it's like, Amazon and Apple and Disney Plus and they're all kind of vying for our attention but so it's going to be at Apple which means now I'm gonna have to buy the fucking Apple app I was just asking my mom today I was like how many of these companies are going to create an app that how much will we have to pay to watch everything eventually they're probably just going to fucking bundle it like they did when we had cable remember with cable you could get Uh, like bundles I I hope it I hate I don't want to go back to that but I mean it's I don't know that it's going to be a la carte forever or maybe it will because they've realized they can make more money that way anyway so it's going to be at Apple um and it says there's no details on the log line or what it's about um it is an original idea by BoJack Horseman creator Raphael Bob Waxberg. So a lot of cool people involved with this. Um, uh, Andy is set to star and produce. And um, Andy Sierra's, or sorry, what's his name? Yeah, Andy Sierra's, who from Palm Springs, is going to write the script and be an executive producer on the project. There's no director uh, announced yet. Wow, that's so yeah. exciting! I'm I know. Excited. I'm so I'm very excited about that because obviously it's like a, this a, a similar team that was behind Palm Springs, but some new blood in there, and yeah. um, I'm excited to hear what they come up with. And Ben Stiller and Andy Samberg creatively teaming up on something I think is yeah. very exciting. So yeah, great for so. sure. Anyway, so I that's th- all the Andy news that I've got. I don't know nice. if Brooklyn Nine Nine is back on set or not uh obviously uh covid is pretty bad in la right now like it's really really bad so they may or may not oh my god i found the video of andy and it's so adorable the one where he's like oh he's on a he's on he was on set when they shot this video and he's right and he's pointing to all this weird crap on the studio lot it's very funny Mm -hmm. anyway i'll 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 re i'll re uh share the video and send it to you but it's really cute okay accepting that award adorable um i'm just so happy for them yeah they deserve deserve it it. um okay so uh adam news let's see where should i start here we've got a couple of things um so first of all the ben solo funko pop is is actually real and is uh was available for pre-sale this week it is ben 
in his good boy sweater, as we call it, uh, in the when they go to Exegol, and he's just wearing the sweater with a little hole in it. So it's got a hole in it. Yes. And I've seen images where he's got a black eye and images where he doesn't. He's got the Skywalker lightsaber, the blue lightsaber, and weirdly a scar, which is confusing because Ray heals him. Not when he gets to Exegol. Watch it again after she heals him. Sorry, spoilers for Rise of Skywalker, but I hope you've already seen this movie. She heals him after she stabs him. Next time you watch it, the scar on his face disappears. Oh. So there's no scar on his face. I didn't, so I it's didn't a little. No, no, no. How is that interesting? So I hope they fix that before. I don't know if they've actually started producing those things, but I hope they fix it because he doesn't have a scar when he's on Exegol. It's gone by then. Um. Anyway, Tweet so. that shit. I well, I, I believe me. The internet was on it immediately. Like okay. the tw- the Twitter was like, "Excuse me, sir." You uh, know what they should do? These con- 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 companies they should release. I don't know. Maybe look at a picture of the do. actor. Well, I'm just saying. Like the internet has the a a a a a answer. Like the let the pe- pe- people speak before you mass produce. I mean, I feel like it's got. This is going to have to be like a Sonic the Hedgehog situation. Remember when the first Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out and he had human teeth and everyone freaked out and they were like, ah, and then they changed the Sonic design. I mean, I, you, you guys like do a little. Is that like the butthole cut of cats? Yeah. So it, it maybe there's going to be like the scarred but ben solo and that's like going to be a really rare thing and you can hardly get one and then they're going to put out the yeah it's like the butthole cut of funko pops i think i'm sorry can we like make that the quote of this episode the butthole f- cut which of by the funko way pops. i don't think we really properly referenced that but we're talking about cat the movie cats yeah and sorry. that there is a supposed butthole cut where all the cats have buttholes which, which is-, is horrifying and but in a movie that's already pretty horrifying yeah um, have you listened to uh the the episode of the podcast um how how did this get made about cats of course i have did i listen to it sarah i bought tickets to the live stream i watched that that was the first how did this get made in fact this show and every show we've done owes are inspiration for doing the show in part to the how did this get made because that was one of the what after listening to that show was when i started thinking about doing the feminine mistake podcast and i was like ooh, like i i kind of stole a lot of ideas from them so like the idea to have a get a different guest on every time i know we don't really have a guest on this show or we haven't yet but um yeah i bought tickets to the live stream i watched them talk about cats on on my computer <laughs> nice it was great it was beautiful yeah i, I just it. listened love to that a few, 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 few weeks ago it was a great episode oh i love them so much uh i was just listening to their gnome named norm episode uh actually right before the show no um, named norm yeah interesting uh pretty pretty sounds pretty terrible all right so uh, anyway there's a couple more a couple more things okay. uh uh also uh, uh this is a little thing location scouting for gucci is underway in Rome, Italy. So that's happening. Uh, waiting for more details about that. By the way, um, I saw a photo on Twitter comparing. So Gaga, of course, we haven't really even mentioned this yet, but uh, the reign of the orange reign of terror is over, at least for the time being. And we have a new president. Thank God. 
I feel like Ooh. speaking of buttholes, I feel like my like I feel like yesterday my butthole unclenched for the first time in like four years. Like I know we have a lot of work to do in this country. I'm not saying that, that it fixes everything, but it certainly helps. Yeah, listening to his speech, I was like, that's a lot of hope. Like, he has a lot of hope. Yeah. So relieved. Um anyway, uh Gaga was there. Did you see her sing? I didn't. I only heard him speak and then I oh have to go God, back to work. Sarah, you have got to watch Gaga. Also her outfit of of course was amazing um but was she, it appropriate oh absolutely okay <laughs> i mean the fashion yesterday at the inauguration i feel like was unparalleled maybe perhaps since jackie o i don't know i mean michelle obama was there with this gorgeous pantsuit and uh uh kamala was there with the gorgeous pantsuit and uh everyone was looking super fabulous yesterday um anyway where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So Gaga's hairstyle, which was this like sort of almost like Princess Leia like braid with like dark and blonde in it. Somebody compared that to an image of uh, the character. She's I think the character she's playing in the Gucci movie. And that woman had the same hairstyle. And so people were like, was this a little was this a little I don't know if it was intentional, but it's certainly it was certainly exciting to talk about on the Internet. Anyway, interesting. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Anyway, that isn't have to do with Adam at all, but I'm very excited about Adam and Gaga starring, starring in a movie together. Like, oh my I could gosh. not be more excited about Explosive. that. Explosive. And I am dying for more details. Yes. Okay. Speaking of details, last bit of Adam news I have is that we have a little bit more information about the film that he's shooting next, which is the No Bombeck film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, uh, so the name of the film is called White Noise. Uh, it is an adaptation of a Don DeLillo novel. Okay. Um, and this is the first film that Noah Bombeck, according to this, uh, the first film from Noah Bombeck that it was not original, an original story by him. So he's adapting the story. Um, apparently it's going to be filming in June. Here is a plot synopsis. So, so just, I'm just going to prepare you. It sounds fucking bananas. Um, okay. A brilliant satire of mass culture and the numbing effects of technology. White no- Noise tells the story of Jack Gladney, played by Adam Driver, a teacher of Hitler studies at a liberal arts college in middle America. Your face already. You are not on board. Hitler studies? I know. I, I was like, uh, I'm hoping this is going to be handled in a way that is uh, delicate or relevant or I'm not really sure. I haven't read this novel. So um, so he's teaches in middle America Okay, so Jack and his fourth fourth wife, Babette, played by Greta Gerwig, bound by their love, fear of death, and four ultra-modern offspring, <sighs> navigate what? the rocky passages of family life to the background babble of brand-name confu- consumerism. Then, so there's more, but wait, there's more. Then, a lethal black chemical cloud unleashed by an industrial accident, floats over their lives, an airborne toxic event that is more urgent and visible, um, an urgent and visible white noise engulfing the Gladneys. The radio transmission sirens, microwaves, and teamy murmurings that constitute the music of American magic and dread. That's the synopsis. It's from some kind of production announcement. Holy fuck. What? What the fuck? What in the fuck is that about? Now, to be honest, if somebody had given me a similar plot synopsis to the Dead Don't Die, I would have been like, 
what the fucking fuck is this about? So I feel like I'm just gonna roll with it. I mean, obviously I mean, we're gonna watch like it. Something I have to see. It like, sounds I have to see it. It sounds incomprehensible to me, but uh, obviously, but like in a good way. Like I, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Of, I'm intrigued. There's not a lot I'm of a movies like, that are really study. like what is that? But yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, that's like, why there's is probably that there? something satirical in that. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess there's some something satirical in there. I'm interested in Noah Baumbach doing a movie that's not about himself or divorce, <laughs> uh, given that that's a common theme in his movies, um, or midlife crisis. Although this sounds like it has the potential for a midlife crisis. Yeah. Four children. He's only thirty-seven. Four ultra ma- 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 modern children. I, mean, I guess I have three kids, so I guess I, you know, it makes them sound like robots, though. Ultra ma- ma- modern. Anyway, I believe this this book is from the nineteen eighties. So, oh. yeah. Okay. So it's or the book was written in the nineteen eighties. So I don't know if this is going to be a period film or if they're going to mo- like jump modernize it. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to expect. It sounds fucking bananas. And I'm, I mean, Adam is like, I feel like not, Adam is not picking safe projects and I'm, I, I, I'm, that's cool. You know, I mean, he's, he's doing the, he did the last duel, which is like, you know, kind of a period piece kind of thing. And he always picks interesting stuff. Yeah. Which is more of a sci-fi thing. And this movie sounds crazy. And he's doing the Gucci thing. So I think he picks interesting things. And uh, yeah, I it sounds like a wild ride. Yeah. So that's all the that's all the Adam and Andy news that I have for today. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Um, it's exciting. Would you like to talk about today's movie? Yes. So we haven't mentioned this at all since we began this recording. But today's movie is This Is Where I Leave You. Yes. So it's an Adam Week. We're talking about This Is Where I Leave You. Uh, I think uh, yet another, I feel like I say this all the time, but I, on Twitter, I see this character come up a lot in terms of the the fandom of Adam Driver. Uh, Philip Altman is a character that is talked about a lot. So I think this is another, uh, I I wouldn't say he's as favorited as say Clyde Clyde Logan, but they uh, definitely there's a lot of love. Oh, I like him more. I'm excited to hear what you think because I actually watched this movie during my Adam Driver binge at the beginning of quarantine. So this is my mm-hmm. second watch, and I um, I feel like I got different things out of it this time because I was really watching. I mean, I was watching Adam before, but I was really like, what of, year did this come out? Uh, 2014. So this would have been okay. during his time on Girls. Okay. Uh, but before Star Wars, or maybe while after he had been cast in Star Wars, but Star Wars had not, I don't think Star Wars had not come out yet. So um, I discovered that I have seen this before. Oh, you have? Um, yes. I mean, it seems like a while your jam. ago. Yeah. So I just had forgotten that I'd see, I forgot the name of it. Okay. Um, but yeah. Well, uh, so let's just dive right in. So this is written by Sean Levy, who is also a producer. He produces Stranger Things, produces and directs for Stranger Things, uh, and um, lots of other stuff. I actually had his filmography up, but I, I, that, those, that, of course, was the first thing that I thought of. And written by Jonathan Topper, also, I guess, based on a novel. Mm-hmm. 
by the same guy. Is yeah. Do you have any information about that? Because I just I'll, I was literally don't know. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. Well, let's. I guess let's just dive right in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. What's what you got on your list? Where should we start? So I guess Jason Bateman um, is yeah. the main character. Judd. Well, I Judd think we, uh, we could use this opportunity to maybe go through all the siblings. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, we could start with Jason Bateman. What would you like to say about this guy? Um. So. Jason Bateman always plays the same character. Like in every movie and show he's in, it's like the same kind of like, kind of slightly sad, slightly like, uh, like someone who's very uh, competent and reliable. Competent and reliable. Yes. Uh, I but sad. Uh, yeah. I feel like this is another one of his, uh, in his wheelhouse of sad sack characters. I would call I would say this is in the sad sack bucket. Like he's got a spectrum of sad sacks. There's like this guy, but then there's also like um, you know, some but it's uh, there's also somebody like even on Arista Development. He's a little bit of a down on his look kind of guy, but not as not to the extent that he is in this movie. Like in this movie they're just like can we like can we run over his dog also? Like let's do everything we can to really just fuck with this guy's life. Uh but yeah, I would say he's playing one of his stock sad sack characters that needs to grow who's got to find himself that's what i would yep. say that this guy so it begins judd. with judd, judd which is a great name just kit kit hitting i'm sorry if your name like na- it? Na- name is judd you got something against judd i don't like it because okay. in the movie or the play or the the mu 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 musical oklahoma judd is the name of the villain so, so since Judd's, I was a kid, I've always Judd's, associated the name Judd with a, vi- a villain. So all Judds are bad to you then? I guess so. I guess that um, name is just Judd. has like, yeah. All right. So we've got Judd. Judd is uh, down on his luck. He has a little problem at the beginning of the film, right in the first scene, which is. Yeah. His wife. His is- wife is. Fucking his boss. Sleeping with his boss. Like in his bed. For a year, like I, my sister. So my sister was here today watching this with me, and we were like, "How do you not know someone's been fucking in your bed? Like, how do you not know that someone has been fucking in your bed?" I have no idea. I I don't know. I I've never lived with someone before, so I don't know what that is. I just what that would. I feel like you'd get home and you'd be like. I smell something else. Yeah, I mean, I guess she changes the sheets. I don't know. I just feel like you know, like you would, you would know. There's, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Also, if you're doing that, like, don't do it at your house. I mean, I'm not saying you should cheat. Don't cheat, please. Don't don't cheat. cheat, But like, for God's sakes, go to his place. Fucking his Miata or whatever. You know, like, don't do it. Don't your bet. Face like no. Like they're done. Come home or 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 early any time like they must have wanted to get caught and i promise you that uh i don't remember dak shepherd's also dak shepherd bt dubs also playing one of his stock characters one of his stock asshole characters um Mm -hmm. i love dak shepherd i love him so much he's a sweet fucking heart i i love him and i don't uh, and i i don't always i don't need i don't always love him as a uh a, an ass like he does great as an asshole character but i love to see him in a more 
nuanced role. I know that's not what this role is, but I, I feel like on a sh- the show Parenthood, he was kind Parenthood. of a, a, a fucked up, you know, again, kind of like the baby brother who's like the fucked up kid in the family. But he had so much nuance and depth there. But I, I mean, I guess I got to say right off the bat, it's not his fault. Um, I feel like this movie, the script is not great. But the yeah. actors are the actors are great. A script is yeah. not great. And I'm gonna, I would like to put a pin in that because I have a whole bullet point I want to go over with that. But I feel I wish that I wish that Dax's character was a little had a little more depth, but it, he's doing it competently. He's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. I don't feel like that character is the type who's I feel like that's the guy who's just gonna like ejaculate all over your bedroom. You yeah. know? Just everywhere, like on the mirror. And like, I just, I feel like you would know if he had been in your house fucking your yeah. wife. I'm just saying, if, yeah. for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I was really pissed at Quinn. By the way, Quinn is her, Quinn is his wife. wife. Is yeah. um, uh, Judd's wife. Well, all the, fe- well, uh, many of the female characters in this movie are really just like there to further Judd's story mm-hmm. so I feel like Quinn is in that category yeah um so we've got Judd so Judd's wife cheating so he loses his job loses his wife and then finds out that he's also lost his dad his dad died yeah that scene was yeah. very funny I thought where yeah the bomb Jane Fonda's trying to like to, it was sad but also funny the way she like wanted funny. to get yeah. the intubation tube um yeah. so that's just tina fey we're introduced to her character wendy mm-hmm. in that scene yes. as well yeah i love tina fey so much you've watched you you haven't watched a lot of thir 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 thirty rock have you not, like, as not the much whole as thing you have but i haven't watched the okay. whole thing but i i did go through a period where i was watching the episodes week to week and then i just like kind of uh, fell off with it. Yeah, but she is a, re- a really great com- comedic actress. Um, and I, th- I think she got a lot, she got some more depth to this role th- um, than her character on, 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 on 30 rock. Like there were definitely some moments of, of more. Yeah. Well, yeah. so Wendy ha- is the, uh, you know, re- she's married, she's responsible. She's kind of sassy. She's got a couple kids who I never see anyone taking care of. It's that classic yeah. thing of like, there's kids in this movie, but we don't deal with them unless it's for a joke. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's little things. This just annoys me as a parent. It's like when she, yeah. And spoilers, when she goes across the street to stay with the um, ex, the boyfriend from, you know, for, with Jim, Timothy Oliphant's character, we're like, she she's coming home in the morning and we're like, who's watching the baby mm-hmm. while she's there? Because her if, husband at that if, point has left. Because he's left. So it's as if women can just, women who have children can just waltz around this world with, with freedom. It's like, that doesn't, that's not a thing. Who wrote this? Oh, wait. Oh, man. Very clearly. Yeah. Well, also, I don't want to get too off track here, but also when we find out Quinn is pregnant and she gets the ultrasound, she's like, she must be 20 weeks pregnant if they can find out the sex on an ultrasound. But she looks like her body doesn't look pregnant at all. There's not even a little bump there. It's like, Google it. Do you not know what a woman's body looks like when she's pregnant? Anyway, back to the back to the sibling. So Wendy, she's responsible. She's got a couple kids. Her husband's a dick. 
he's he's just, a they big don't, dick. They're Ugh. he's busy with his career. He God. doesn't have time for his family. Um, and she's still in love with her ex, who they both got in a terrible car accident, and he ended up getting bra- bra- brain damage, and then mm-hmm. she broke up with him and or went a on traumatic, to a traumatic her. brain injury. I think is the the preferred terminology there. Oh, I'm but yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. yeah yes. so he's got a traumatic brain injury and he's got a scar and it, it seems like he can he can still work and his motor function is fine but he has some memory loss and it seems like perhaps mm-hmm. maybe his, he can't drive maybe he's i'm not sure if his mother has a guardianship over him or something but he lives at her house mm-hmm. so and that was something that really like like upset me because I wanted her to just be with him. Like the way he was portrayed in the film, he seemed fine except for some memory lapses. And like, what's the big deal about that? Like, I don't know if you love someone, like why, why would that be a big deal? Like, or even if there's more, like why would any of that be a big deal if you love someone? Sure. And I think I would have liked to see her get together with him as well. But the thing is, she's, still got that husband to deal with and i didn't necessarily get well let's let's wait until we get to the end but there is suffice to say there's some kind of triangle love triangle here although i couldn't even call it a triangle because her husband is not vying for her affection anyway but she's got a husband but she does still love this guy who was obviously like the love of her life Mm -hmm. only she wanted to leave this I don't even know where they are, like what town they're in. It's supposed to be kind of like a small town kind of thing, right? Maybe somewhere outside of New York, uh, some town outside of New York. Um, But they, she wanted to leave and uh, she married this big businessman guy. And now she's, I mean, obviously wealthy enough to be driven to and from the airport. So maybe she's having difficulty giving that life up. I don't know. But e- either way, she would have to deal with the husband before she can even begin to deal with the, whatever is going on with her and that guy. But yeah. By the way, Timothy Oliphant always had a thing for him. You know, Very they cute. tried to make him less hot, but they did not succeed. They were like, we're going to put a weird haircut on him. Um, and the scar on his face. Well, the scar, you know, I think was yeah. to me- And honestly, I didn't notice the scar the first time. I noticed mm. it the second time because I already knew about the injury. Um, yeah, but uh, they were like, "Yeah, how can we make him seem?" I, I for whatever reason, they wanted to make him seem a little like less sophisticated. I think. He, I mean, that guy. So they put him in sweatpants. Yeah, and but they I gave him uh, sort of an unkempt hairdo, and I was like, you know what? Still hot. Still hot. Honorable mention for Timothy Oliphant for coming in with honorable with, mention com- coming in with the hotness. Like Mm -hmm. I always, I'm always happy to see him in any film. Yeah, me too. He's always the nice little surprise. Ooh, and you're like, oh, he's he's rarely the star. I know. Yeah. Well, he was with that. He's good and he's hot. Right? The show Justified. He was the star. I haven't seen that. Well, I mean, get ready for some hotness. Um, I thought his character had one of the more interesting storylines in the film, actually. Like of anyone, even though he was a side yeah. character, he had like yeah. one of the more interesting storylines. Yeah. So that's Wendy. Then we've got Paul, who's actually the eldest brother. Corey Stoll. Right. By the way, he was on Girls. I I, ne- I never have ever. I had to look up his name. I never have known his name. No one ever 
says his name like he's in so many things i know he but really no one is. knows who he is yeah, I gotta, like I gotta, I gotta wrap myself i gotta ensconce myself in a blanket real quick <laughs> sorry Ooh, ooh. all right yeah no uh i i agree he's uh he's a great he's a great actor i like him a lot mm-hmm. but yeah i also found myself going what's that guy's name again um yeah. so uh paul and his wife um played by katherine hahn who who was w- as wonderful and delightful as always i love her yes um and they are so paul's like the responsible older brother who is running the family business which is a sporting goods store right mm-hmm. yep and uh he and uh his wife are trying to have a baby but they're having trouble they're having some fertility issues and she's gotten her eggs checked and she's fine but he has refused to get himself checked he will not get that dick checked or that sperm checked i guess more specifically what's inside the dick is really what they need to check uh dick seems to work fine according to that uh baby monitor yeah, the dick is fine, but the balls. The, de- the balls I, I, maybe. I question the balls. Maybe we just need to check and see what the rest, what the, what's going on with the sauce in the balls. That's mm-hmm. it. That seems that might be the problem. Um. Anyway, so there's a lot of stuff about fertility in this film. Yeah. Uh, they're having fertility issues. Judd and Quinn had lost a baby. Um. And then she gets pregnant again with his baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's, I guess, anything else to say about Paul? He's kind of a stick in the mud. You're, uh, yeah, I just don't like that character. Stick in the mud character. Well, I mean, he's, like I think he was supposed to be kind of a... Yeah, and there's actually a whole scene where they talk about how he's not fun. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, he's not fun. No, he's definitely not. But I do like him, and I think he did, like the actor, I think he did a good job. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been cool if the script were better. Uh, if we'd seen Paul maybe take a little bit more of a leadership role in the family, because if all of the siblings are coming from out of town, you'd think that Paul would be there, like kind of really stepping in to take care of stuff. And other than the he fact was more that he on the, the family business, I didn't really see him taking that on that role because presumably he'd be visiting his mother a lot. It, obviously, Wendy was probably. It seems like Wendy was helping take care of the parents at the end uh, of dad's mm-hmm. life. But um, yeah, I just, I feel like if Paul is the responsible older brother, we could have, we could have seen a little bit more in the way of like what he does for the family. That's good. Besides boss, everyone around, mm-hmm. you know, I did enjoy his conflicts with Philip though. That was like my favorite part of that character was the sort of the push and pull between Philip and can we can we get to Philip? Can we talk about oh, Philip? Yeah, I could talk about Philip endlessly, and thank God I have a podcast where I have an outlet to do that. Um, but I'm going to let you go first, Sarah. What would you like to say about Philip, played by our guy Adam Driver? He's like the f- fuck up kid mm-hmm. who like uh, like He's they the have to kind of boy. take care of him. He's the bad boy. He they he black. he shows up to the funeral late, and he's got black pants on, and he's got a black fast car. Yeah, and um, he's just. Uh, I think every family has like, not not every, but like most families have like the the kid or like the the cu- cu- cousin who like people are like, oh yeah, they they need extra help. Like we, the the family has to like come together to like mm-hmm. pay for them or take care of them or it's like the- swoop 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 him when they make a mistake or they fail in so- some way, right? He's like um, the, the bad boy baby brother. 
yes. of the family, the baby brother that yes. isn't doesn't quite have it. His he hasn't quite grown up yet. Yeah. So um, I I think that yeah he did. So Adam did a great job of portraying the he's kind of slightly goo 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 goofy and um outgoing and he yeah. wasn't completely like bad boy he was kind of a g- goofball too yeah i think and this is one of the things on my list uh, of things that i wanted to talk about regarding this film um i think that phil i think this is again another instance where you have a character who if you were just to read him on the page I feel like would be really unlikable. I mean, let's like take stock here, right? He shows up to the funeral late. He immediately takes all the attention away onto himself. He's constantly picking, uh, antagonizing his older brother. His, uh, mm-hmm. uh, he, um, he is cheats on his cheating fiance. on his beautiful fiance played by Connie Britton, who is a fucking goddess, right? Yes. yes. Um, they had really good chemistry too. When he's like yeah, grabbing her butt at the yeah. beginning, I was like, yeah, that's hot. Um, yeah. sorry. I hope I didn't take away any of your moments of thirst. But no, anyway, no, they had ahead. really good chemistry. Him and Connie Britton. I mean, honestly, I feel like Adam Driver can make me believe that he has chemistry with like a sack of like quarters. Like that's how mm-hmm. good he is. Like I've never yeah. seen him not have chemistry with someone. I think he just like always has chemistry. Like it's not possible yeah. for him to not have a chemistry. Yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't seen all of his films yet, so I might be proven wrong, but I doubt it. Anyway, um. Yeah, he cheats on his fiance. He's obviously like self he's selfish, he's narcissistic, you know, like we shouldn't like him. But yet I like him maybe the most. I like him the most too. And it's not just because I mean it, it is because of Adam Driver, but I mean I like Wendy a lot too, but I like w- Wendy as well. I feel like when he's on screen, it's like I just want to watch him and I don't really care yeah. what else is happening. Like there was yeah. literally a part where we're watching the movie and somebody was talking. I think it, Tina Fey was like breaking up a fight between him and someone else. And Chris was and my sister were watching this with me and they were like joking about her and her like parenting voice. And I was like, I was like, oh, I didn't hear anything she said. I was just like staring at Adam Driver the whole time. Like I did not <laughs> hear what she said. So it was like he, so I think Adam really brings that quality again that we see time and time again. And I think Kylo Ren is another example of this where I shouldn't like this character on the page. He's a, he's a fucking dick. If he was played by somebody else that didn't give him this, goofiness this vulnerability this sweetness this like charming if he wasn't charming and sweet and goofy Mm -hmm. i would probably hate this guy yeah that's true so i think that's one of his very special skills as an actor is to take someone who i shouldn't like and make him someone i like probably the most out of everybody in this family does he know do you think he? Do you think that's his aim, or do you think that's just something that he just does on it, like just nat- naturally, or does he th- th- think about it and go, "I want to make a character that is dislikable likable"? I think that he's conscious of the fact that three dimensional human beings don't see themselves as the bad guy. Like I, he has said this n- 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 a number of times about the character Kylo Ren, like. It's not interesting when you go out and say, I'm going to play a bad guy. You know, like I think that he is constantly trying to add depth and complexity to the characters that he plays. 
I think that the charm, I, it, I think some of the care, the characteristics that make him so likable are part of hi- him yeah. and what he adds. Um, I don't think he probably th- takes that and reads it and goes, Oh, this guy, I have to play him a certain way or people aren't going to like him. I don't think that's mm-hmm. something he's concerned about. No, I actually have heard quotes from him saying that he wants people to dislike his characters or not wants them to, but like the, he doesn't care if they dislike his care, 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 characters. I think the important thing is that Adam cares about his characters. Yeah. And so I don't think he cares what if other people do, but because he cares about them, then those characters end up being rendered with love and, um, and care and, and, and concern for get, making them a whole person and not just like a cartoonish you know, I'm the bad boy. Like if he was just came in there and was like, I'm the bad boy and I cheat on my feet. I like, I'm the one who takes everyone's attention away. And like, if he just came in here and that was all he was, then it wouldn't be very interesting. And I, I just don't yeah. think that's his No, I mean, that's definitely acting. like every person is on their own side. Like every person yeah. thinks that they're doing the best that they can. Mm-hmm. And if they have low self-esteem and think they're not doing the best they can, they feel bad about that. Like, unless they're a sociopath and the, I mean, and I think uh, we do see him experience some uh, conflict about, you know, when he shows because he I mean, he's trying to help out his brother in his own way. Like he, you know, we haven't really gotten into Rose Burns character yet, but um, when he drops Judd off at the skating rink, like he takes him there to drop him off. But also he's got this side mission, which is to track down that girl from the shiva and fuck her right but he's mm-hmm. sitting outside the the apartment saying don't get out of the car philip don't get out of the car philip so i do think there's he has he's conflicted about he knows when he's doing something wrong but it doesn't mm-hmm. stop him from doing it yeah we didn't even talk about the sh- 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 shiva or that's the whole point of that's why they all come to to to, to together is that the right. dad's dying wish supposedly is that they all sit shiva seven days after he dies right yes correct and that's what that's why they're all there together and um gosh there's just so many good actors in this movie we've also got ben schwartz who's playing oh my gosh the rabbi oh my god grodner aka or boner Boner as as (laughs) <laughs> I for uh, first of all the scene at the temple was was amazing because as a uh person who is uh ethnically Jewish but doesn't go to doesn't go to temple uh anytime I've had to go to a temple I am like them like I'm in the in the I'm sitting there but I don't fucking know and the words to anything mm-hmm. uh I don't know any of the sh- the shit that I'm supposed to do and so that for me and my sister, we found very funny because we're like, this is exactly like when we go to like a cousin's, you know, bar mitzvah or something. And we're like, I don't. But my whole family is like that. Like all the whole there's like a few of us that actually will that have actually know what you're supposed to do next. But most everyone is most of us are all looking at each other like, I don't know what to do next to you. Um, so that was very funny to me. But also just Ben Schwartz is. He was great. He was, and he was so like, like trying to be like professional and just being like, "No, I'm not 
boner. Trying to rise above being picked on by this whole family. And it was so cute. Yeah. Um, I love him. All right. So we haven't talked about Jane Fonda's character yet. And I think we should. My first question to you is, how do we feel about everyone calling her mommy? Like literally the first thing Philip says when he gets out of the car is he holds his arm out and he's well besides shit 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 is mommy mommy what do you um, how do we feel I, about my, calling your mom mommy i think that's fine actually because like i i don't call my my mom that but i did for most of my life and i don't have a i don't have any problems with with those words mom ma, ma, mommy and dad and daddy like i don't have anything with those words it's a little cringy for me i'll be honest it's a little cringy for me and when adam driver says it there's something like sexual about it to me <laughs> and i know maybe I'm not you the only have one. maybe you have hang-ups about those words i wouldn't say they're hang-ups i'm just saying like when you're over the age of 25 i think it, you cro- when you say mommy or daddy over the age of 25 it crosses into some other headspace that i think is just uh, it's questionable it quite it crosses over there for me into this weird zone of this, i don't i, I don't want to call it freudian because i freud is a crock of shit but you know what i'm saying right um so that that and the uh just the constant use of jane fonda's the breasts boobs. yeah which was her boobs are fantastic are those real? Like, yes. Well, she's had, she's been very open about the fact that she's had work done on them. But oh, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Her boobs are amazing. Like, good God. I mean, woman. they looked fake, but. Well, she's had work done on them. So yeah, they're yeah. not, you know. The, well, you, I, th- I thought that they were fake for like the film. I thought that she had like. Oh, no. Pro- prosthetics or something. No, 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 no. Interesting. Yeah, but no, I did. I did. This is quite an impressive like, rack for a 70 something year old woman. Yeah. I mean, I did like how they were all like trying to be like, stop it. Like they were all uncomfortable by her talking yeah. about sexuality and stuff. They were all like, ah, you know, which is appropriate. Well, yeah. She was pretty inappropriate. Also, yeah. she created this environment in her family where her f- kids felt like they were. It's the it's the thing that I fear about my own family, which is that when you're a writer, you draw from your own life and but 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 do the people in your life want to be part of that you know like she wrote obviously she wrote some i i i don't know that they ever specified what it was but i was guessing it was something about sexuality i don't know if it was a psychological book i'm not really sure but i don't think it was about sexuality i think that she just included a lot of their sexual stuff in the book so it might have been about their family Mm-hmm. but it didn't seem like it was a sexual book. I mean, it might, was it a memoir? Been, like I couldn't really memoir, figure out what the, probably. I don't, couldn't really figure it out. But anyway, she was very successful with her book, but the point is she shared all these like embarrassing stories about them. And they felt like, I, I, I imagine they feel, you know, couldn't, you know, the movie never tackles this. Like they joke about it and they clearly weren't comfortable with it. And there's got to be a reason why Judd didn't tell his mother that he was getting divorced. But yeah, they, they never really, really deal with what they never really deal with what the emotion is there regarding how they feel about all their secrets being spilled by their mother. Other than the fact like, it was awkward. It was like 
mentioned in one scene and then not addressed again. Yeah, they joked about it a couple times, but I feel like that's a pretty big breach of trust. But it's certainly something that I worry about. Like, you know, if I'm writing a character that has children and those personalities are similar to the char- the children in my own house, like how are they going to feel about that? Is that something that they are comfortable with? You know, it's yeah. it has to be put into that story, you know? But the, the difference is that you are writing fictional stuff and your characters are some of it is like, like people, you know, and some of it is not like pe- people, you know? And so there's like, they're not based on actual, like real, like hers is a memoir where people know, Oh, this is your child. Like this, mm-hmm. what you, this story is actually something that occurred to your child. So I think there's a, a difference. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm I I'm not entirely I don't have a good handle on what anyone's relationship is with their parents in this movie. Uh obviously we see Judd avoiding thinking about his dad because of mm-hmm. I imagine it's very painful. Um I mean I think the most we get is that conversation about the forehead touch, which I actually thought was mm-hmm. really nice and one of the yeah. nice uh and had a really nice payoff at the end as well. Um that the fact that uh Philip says that they didn't ever he his their dad never kissed them he would only give them a forehead touch uh, which I don't have a problem with like I don't think I've ever like as an adult or even a kid I mean my dad probably kissed my brother when he was like a baby but like you know it's funny this is a point of contention between me and my husband because his family doesn't kiss each other but my, both sides of my family kiss all the time, like kiss each other as a greeting, as a goodbye. Chris is really freaked out by it and he doesn't like it. But it's like my, when I see my mother or my dad, obviously we're not doing it now because of COVID, but we kiss on the lips. I mean, this is just something, it's not a, it's not a like a make out. I know. Like you're, so you're, you're, you're one of the kiss on the lips fa- family. Yes, and there's a, have, a non-kiss on the lips family. Yeah. My mom's Italian. My dad is Jewish. And it, I think it's just like a, cultural thing you know like we when we see each other we kiss on the lips and yeah chris doesn't like it and my kids got accustomed to doing that um and um so that's just like a thing that we do you know Mm um yeah i we we don't like my mom like to give me kisses on the cheek when i was a kid but i was like ah like i like didn't want kisses like i'm very i am someone who I only want to be kissed by like even on the cheeks or whatever by the person I'm from romantically or sexually involved with. Is this why that you, why you won't kiss me, Sarah? Yeah. I'm sorry, Nicole. I'm not interested in being sexually involved with you. Well, it's not Um, sexual. It's, I mean, you are my wife, so. Okay. That's true. That's true. No, I just like, I'm just kidding. I'm not, gonna pressure you into yeah. doing that no i've had a few friends who have kissed me um and it's just like it's just i don't kiss my friends on the lips i i don't i mean it's only well, my family so i mean even on the cheeks i don't know i just have this weird like prudish thing about kissing it's not prudish it's um, just like what you're accustomed to you know like i never grow i didn't even think it was i didn't think anything of it until chris mentioned it to me when we mm-hmm. had kids and he was like so 
are we going to, are they going to have to kiss your parents on the lips or, and we don't make them do anything. Like, you know, if they don't want to, they don't have to do that. It's just yeah. a thing they I mean, got think- used to doing. But they all know that he doesn't do it. They all know that yeah. my husband doesn't do it because they talk about it. They're like, dad, d- daddy doesn't kiss people on the lips. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably healthier not to sexualize touch. No. Like, I feel like we really in this, in our society have sexualized all touch. Mm-hmm. And I, but at the same time, uh, I want to say my kids have body autonomy, and if they don't want to greet someone that way, like we don't, oh yeah, out, we don't force them to do that. Yeah, that's for sure. Cool. And like when Char 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 Charlotte kisses me, she, I, I turn my cheek and she, right, she I'm kisses pretty sure me on the she's cheek. tried to go in for the lips. Um, n- no, but I'm fine because like she's a kid and it's sweet. It's like not. Well, this, we told her like you know, don't do that with everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I, get, we, I feel like we got sidetracked there, but. Uh, so I, I don't, I'm not really clear on, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. This is, this is, we were talking about it, but what I wanted to circle back to was I'm not really clear on what their relationship is with their father. Like, obviously Judd didn't go see his father at the end of his life because he was worried about, uh, his father's opinion of him. Um, but it doesn't seem like they have a bad relationship with their family. I'm just not clear on what it is. Yeah, it's not bad. He just doesn't want to share stuff with them, but he never explains why. Um, and then we well, have. I get the- it. I think it. I think it's because he's not ready to grieve. That's how I interpreted it. Like he didn't want. He. I feel like Judd was at his maximum limit for grieving at that point. Like he yeah. had lost his job. He had lost his wife. Um. And I think he just hit a place where he's like, I can't dig up any more. I can't dig at the yeah. scab any further. Yeah. And later he, after he electrocutes himself and he has that flat memory, then it seems like he's ready to like, let that out all over yeah. his mom. And that was a very sweet me- 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 memory, which yeah. like, I feel like a forehead touch the way that was is a lot more intimate than just like a little peck on the lips or cheek. Yeah, I, that's what I wanted to say about that forehead touch, which I think was one of my favorite uh, aspects of this movie and a movie that, again, I think was written. Eh, the, I mean, the dialogue is good in some places and bad in some other places. Bad some places yeah. The plot is super. It's like I want to get to this. Let me I want to circle back to this, but I feel like the plot is like how many tropes can we hit in one movie? Like it's very tropey, um, but. I, I what I liked about the forehead touch was that it sounded on the surface like it wasn't intimate at all. Yeah. But when we see it, it actually feels very intimate and loving. Yeah. And then at the end, and I get a little emotional just talking about the scene because I think this is one of the most effective scenes in the movie when Judd and and Philip, when he touches Philip's forehead with his at the end, and again, I think this is the actors really excel in this movie where the script is just okay. It's yeah. not terrible. It's yeah. but it's it's an okay script. Yeah. And that scene between the brothers is so really got me. Like it was very emotional yeah. and uh and then made it felt actually very intimate. And and it was nice to see that I think the point was fa- some families have their only their own way of communicating. And what sounds like it's kind of weird to other people on the outside actually is something that's really meaningful to the people inside the family. Yeah. I thought it was very sweet. That's that. Uh, you'll Yeah. Uh, what else you got on your list? 
So, um, let's see. Mention all the characters. Um, so I think one of the things, one of the scenes that the dialogue was probably the worst oh, was the romantic scenes. The the scene between um, T- Tina Fey and Timothy Oliphant where they're discussing oh. their, it's very like, I could have gotten that they were in the car together and that she had left, like, and so few, yeah, it was like, very- fewer words. So clumsy. Much fewer words. Um, I, I was like, I got, I got there before they actually said it out loud. So, yeah. And I, I for a second there, I thought you were going to talk about Rose Burns' character, who we haven't mentioned. Her name oh, is yeah, Penny. Rose Burns' character. And you know why course, we haven't mentioned her is because she's not a human woman. She's a plot device. Yeah. Yeah. She is like the grown-up version of the manic pixie dream girl. Yes. And so I think now maybe is a good place to talk about the tropes. Okay. And how tropey this movie is. Um, so I actually wrote down all the... This is like somebody took uh, several Hallmark movies and combined them together. Um, let okay. me tell... So there's here's a couple of the tropes that we're working with here. Obviously, we've got family forced together by the death of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Right? Fine. Yep. Great. That's the topic Classic. of the movie. No problem. Classic. Uh, we've got catching your wife cheating in your own bed. Yep. Got it. Yep. Check that off. Um uh rooftop con- several rooftop confessions okay rooftop confessions definitely right? uh of course even philip i think uh, adam driver transcends the trope but just the fact that philip is the screw up baby brother that's very mm-hmm. tropey and mm-hmm. uh, as well as paul being the responsible uptight older brother is also yes. very i like i get that these things exist in real life but it's like how many movies have i seen where this has been the plot and they're all yeah. crammed in the same movie also uh going uh, sneaking off to uh, grown-ups sneaking off grown-ups adult people sneaking off to smoke weed in a place that they shouldn't mm-hmm. very tropey mm-hmm. especially yep. adult people going off to smoke weed in a movie about a family drama that's because of the death of a loved one i feel like that is just extra tropey and mm-hmm. uh then lastly and this brings us to rose Byrne. The small town gal you left behind, who's kind of quirky and cool and can show you what you're missing. That's all she is. Yep. Got it. She doesn't yep. have any opinions or feelings. It doesn't make sense why she gets mad, why his wife is pregnant. It's like, I can see her being like, ooh. Right, but I can see her being like, ooh, that's complicated and I don't want to get involved. Like That seems like a normal reaction. But for her to actually get angry about it, I don't see why. I mean, they're not in a relationship. No, they just had sex one time. And I don't think it's a deal breaker unless you, you're like, I don't want to get involved with a guy who's got a kid on the way. That makes sense. But I don't see why she gets angry about it. What the, the, yeah. what the fuck is that about? Because it, it's almost as if it's like, oh, will you? I guess it's like reminding her that he used to have f- f- feelings for his wife and... I don't uh, know, obviously, and and she got pregnant before before they separated. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah. Um. Also, just like the whole like I'm so cute and I look at me and I work in a roller skating rink and like I'm very honest and goofy and um. I think yeah. the thing I hate the mo- like the one of the lines I hate the most is when they're in bed together and he's like, 
she's like, don't freak out. And he's like, how do you know I'm freaking out? You can't see me. And she's like, oh, I, I see you. I see you, Judd Altman. And I'm like, barf. Like, that <laughs> is just like that. I just feel like who the dialogue, the way the dialogue is written, like, have you ever met a human woman? Like, it just doesn't, it seemed, I, I, Rose Byrne is a great actor and she was doing her best and she's charming and funny. And I think she did the best she could. Also, that speech at the end, I just yeah. like. Yeah. Also him saying like, that. like Judd saying like, I think we could love each other like that. It's like, Ew, it's not like I love you. It's once. like, I think we, it's just like. Also the way he's like, I'm going to take like six months, a hiatus from this and do some other stuff. And then I'll call you in six months. And she's just like, that's great. I hope you do. And it's like, as if she doesn't have anything else going on in her life. Like, yeah. which she literally doesn't. Like, anytime he needs her, she's right there. Mm-hmm. He shows up at her house. She's got no other plans. He shows up at work. There's nobody else there. It's like she's just like this woman that was like pulled from the from the fictional woman ether of, of women used for plot devices and to, and to further a male character story. She, they just plucked her from the, from the, the clouds and just dropped her in this movie. And she has really no in, in, in uh, interests or motivations or a function of her own outside of Judd. And yeah. I just, I fucking hate that. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Like when you're, I get if you're a man and you're writing a story and there's like wish fulfillment that's there that makes sense. I'm sure that I write characters like that all the time that are men, but I guess I'm just tired of seeing it because it's always in yeah. my face. It's like yeah. fucking crammed in my face all the time. That yeah. was the weakest part of the movie to me was that yeah. romance. It was just For sure. bleh, barf. Even though I love Rose Byrne and, uh, and Jason Bateman, they were great together. They're great actors, but the writing of that was the weakest of this whole movie. For sure. I agree. Um, so those are yeah. all the tropes. I don't know if you saw any other tropes that I missed. No, I mean, I, those are definitely, there are definitely tropes. I didn't th- think of it in terms of tropes, but I did my su- su- subconscious when I saw it was based on a book. I was like, oh, it's like a Nicholas Sparks book. It, Even yeah. though it wasn't written by Nicholas Sparks, but it does have that kind of vibe. It's like this would be a Hallmark movie if it didn't have this cast in it. Like yeah. it, the production and the cast elevate this movie above what would be a Hallmark movie but if you just read it on paper it could easily be a Hallmark film I feel like for sure well minus all the fucking and stuff there's a lot of fucking yeah and uh oh we didn't mention that Annie Paul's wife tries to get Judd to impregnate her because she suspects that her husband Paul can't um uh produce his 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 juice is not high octane enough if you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah and um and apparently she also used to date philip no she used to date judd judd i thought she used to date she Phil- dated judd but wait philip makes fun of that he's it's oh philip did philip have sex paul. with her no philip is ag- agitating paul the older brother okay. by saying that by pointing out Annie used to date Judd. He just keeps doing it to fuck with him. No, Philip had no prior relationship with Annie, which okay, is why she sense. goes to Judd. It's it's an easy thing to do, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
I guess. And that's and why that's, again, it's a little Paul weird. is more like, did you kiss her? You know, yeah, when he exactly. sees them. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, and then at the end. Yeah, I feel like it's a good time to get to the end here because we are. Well, Jane there's Fonda is not Jane Fonda, but the mom is having, right, a, relationship having a relationship with Linda. Neighbor. Yes. Uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm actually, I'm, I thought was fine. I think mm-hmm. what gave bothered me about that was that the way that there was a fight going on and the kiss, their reveal of their relationship was kind of used as a distraction from the fight. Yeah. yeah. And I, there was something about that that bothered me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I like the whole idea that, you know, she would be in love with her neighbor and they've known each other for years and they, you know, want to be in a relationship and they want to be together and that their husbands are gone. That all I think makes sense. I just didn't care for like it was just a dramatic a kiss in the middle movie reveal. But it felt very like it felt like I don't like if the if they're having fights because her, her girl like the woman she loves won't does like feels like she wants her to reveal herself to her family that seems to be what they were fighting about right before when jane fonda and the neighbor are having a fight like, i don't remember that they have a fight maybe you missed it because there's a lot going on in this movie but they have a fight and it seems like they're probably fighting about the relationship and the fact that the kids don't know about it Mm. so i just don't feel i feel like as if it were me and i was in her place and the first time that i'm being revealed to the family is as a distraction from a fight i would feel I mean, hurt. she does she does kind of like i would feel hurt by that like i'm just being used up, as a yeah. tool or something whereas yeah. on, to honor the relationship i feel like would be to tell the just tell them and i get this as a movie but i feel like especially when you're dealing with LGBT relationships, we don't want to take it to a place where it's just about it being salacious. Yeah. I think there's a danger there where you, you want to be careful and not make it about that because that's, again, it's not tropey. Tropey is the wrong word for it. It's, it's an, a, a, an abuse that has existed in yeah. stories all over time yeah. where a gay and lesbian relationships or transgender relationships are used as something salacious. Mm-hmm. And so that, I think that's what bothered me about it. Yeah. And I also didn't like how um, one of the kids, I forget who it was, um, said that something, some little aside about how mom decided to be a, 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 a lesbian all of a sudden or something mm-hmm. like that. And that just really like bugs me because it's like, why does she have to be a, a lesbian? Why can't she be bi? Why can't she be queer? Like, why is it like all or not? Or, 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 or not, or nothing. Yeah, totally. Um, I do think that it, it probably would be within the character of that somebody to say something like that in the sense that they are not, they don't get it because they're, yeah. they're like, they're stuck in their sort of heteronormative. I think That's I was, true. but I was mad. I feel like the writer could have done better. The writer yeah. has the responsibility to do better yeah. than that. Um, yeah, let's, I think. Oh, last thing I wanted to say, and then I think we should probably get to the end because we've been talking for a while here. Um, I did want to ask you how you felt about, so Philip and his therapist. Oh God, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Um, Ex-therapist. So, 
sex therapist. So I will say what I did like is that I think commonly we see, I mean, he was basically a sugar baby, right? She's buy she bought that car, right? Oh my God, sugar baby. That's so cute. I, I mean, but what I'm saying is in most movies, the sugar baby is a woman. It's a, a sugar mm-hmm. daddy and a sugar baby. And now he I am- love the name sugar baby. I'm sorry. I've never heard that before. You have it? Uh, I read a lot of pics, you guys. Um, So I feel like it was, I appreciated seeing a a woman being the one in that power struggle who's like, you know, older, a little older. And I want to get to the older thing because I don't think they're even that much older. Uh, You know, the woman who's like in a position of like, she's got it together and she's, you know, got money and she's the one who's buying the car for her younger lover or whatever. I appreciated that part of it. Um, I do think that again, it's like, I don't think Philip and I don't remember the character's name, but Connie Britton's character, I don't think they were that far apart in age. Like I, they are maybe like he's late twenties, she's in her forties. But the fact that everybody kept making such a big deal about the age was a little weird because they're not that far apart in age and not like if he was like 22 then it would have been like, oh, what's happening here? But well, 2014, so that was seven I'm, years ago. So he would have been this, twenty something. I would have been. I'm basing this on what I feel like the movie to me. It looks like he's in his late twenties, maybe mm-hmm. 27, 28, and she's in her maybe mid forties. And that yeah. is a lar- large number of years. But at that age, by the time you're getting closer to thirty. I don't think that matters. And there were so many other things for them to be uh, scandalized about, like the fact that she used to be his therapist and that she's buying him a bunch of stuff and he's a fuck up and he maybe he's using her for her money or whatever. I don't think yeah. that's true. I don't yeah, I don't think yeah. he's with her because of that. Um, but anyway, it was just another thing where I was like, oh, God, are we really going to make a big deal about a almost 30 year old man in a relationship with a woman in her 40s? Like she's just not that old. Well, I will say that when it comes to younger guys, like when I was 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 date 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 dating, like if, if a guy was even like four years younger than me, it was like very no- noticeable that they were like way more oh, I- I- immature sure. and you know. Oh, so. for sure. But I just mean it. I don't feel like there's anything necessarily scandalous about it, about no. the age gap. It's like, no, at that point, yeah. it's like, you know, anyway, um, anything else that you wanted to say about Adam or Philip and his therapist? Philip just, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, Beyonce. I did they break like, up, the, yeah, I did like the part where, um, Jay, J- J- Jason Bateman told her, um, "You are not the first w- 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 woman to believe in Philip, but you are the best." That was that was sweet and weird, a little weird. weird. To, I mean, it's like I, be it's on like, your oh. side a little bit, maybe I don't know. Um, but also saying like you're you should have your shit together. Like you're so good that you shouldn't have believed be- believed in him. I guess. I mean, I the movie know. posits multiple times that he has mommy issues. You know. He uh, is like they're trying to con- I think they're trying to make a connection between the woman taking care of him and the fact that, you know, apparently his own mother wasn't around because he's was he says that he was raised by his sister. Wendy. Yeah. Which was a great scene between the two yeah. of them. We didn't yeah. mention this, but Adam Driver is very funny. 
in a way that isn't like he's not trying to push the comedy. Yeah. He's just is very funny. Like he has great yeah. line delivery. And yeah. he made the most of the lines he was given. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um final thoughts on this is where I leave you. Where Agreed. should we leave us on this is where I leave you? I would leave this movie as um maybe like 3 out of 5 uh fuck ups i don't know <laughs> no out of um, five porsches on a yeah, scale so of-, of no porsches to five porsches um i would say it was it was very pleasant and enjoy enjoyable but it was not deep and profound and nope. thought-provoking and meaningful to me it was just like oh this is this is nice yeah like, i i think it was a a movie that did not offend me yes I mean, other oh. than the fact that the writing was yeah, there were a few places. offensive things, but it does no. I mean, like, like ah. I, I mean, it's not offensive in the sense that it's a light. It doesn't make me question my own feelings about life too deeply. Yeah, it, it was amusing. Uh, it had a, a, the a, the cast was fantastic. I think the yeah. acting in the movie is really what was the best thing about the movie for sure. Um, I would you watch it again? Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it again. I'd watch it again mostly for Adam Driver. Like, I don't need to watch oh, yeah. it again because I need to look at this movie a third time. Tina Fey as well. I oh, I didn't Tina mention Fey, this, yeah. but I really do love Tina Fey in this. I think what, if if you're a fan of Adam and you haven't seen this movie, I definitely recommend it. Like, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, great Adam moments. In fact, I think, and like you said, Tina Fey is great. Uh, as a fan of Adam Driver, I would say this is a film that I quite enjoyed watching because of him yes um i think that this where this film really excels for me is in the ad in, in fulfilling my thirst for adam driver uh for quenching my Definitely. thirst which i think may, may, means that it's a good time for us to talk about our moments of thirst i actually have six i have six Ooh, wow. i feel like this movie was super thirsty like i don't know if it's just the mood i'm in but i feel like philip altman is like he's like he's like eye candy he's like candy that's being dangled in front of me you know what i mean yeah he's very cute in this so um who should go first i'll go first okay you go first um i didn't include so i have three moments but i didn't include any moments where he's being a dick okay none of those moments where he like when he shows up late to the funeral or when he like does anything when he flirts with that other woman Mm -hmm. or does anything where he's like a big dick like i that's not that doesn't uh, i know you don't like it thirst that doesn't make you thirsty yeah what does so my first one is when um they get high and he's like goofy and (laughs) other goofy moments like they're just like i think the first half of the movie he's more like i'm a bad boy i'm a dick like and then like the last half is like he's just goofy and cute and sweet and stuff he so just straight up, after, he straight up goofy laughs a couple of times. He has this really cute yeah, goofy laugh. Yes, yeah. So cute. And then two, um, when like he talks. he gets so delighted with the fighting in the front yard. Like he's yeah. just delighted by the fact that Judd and Paul are fighting. And that's, yeah. yeah. Um, two is the, um, when he tells uh, Tina Fey's character, you're the voice in my head. And there's just something sweet about his face, his expression, the way he like looks at her and like she's short. So like the shot is kind of like 
from a lower angle, just like, ooh, like he's just like. I feel like so. there was one downside of that scene, and that was they didn't feel like siblings to me. I actually felt like they had sexual chemistry, and it made me feel a little unnerved. And it's not their fault, and it, I, it just like I think Adam Driver is just first with his sexiness can be contained, sexiness. and I think Tina Fey. I was like, oh, like they, could, yeah, she, could, she was like, I think, I feel like they <laughs> yeah. could get, I feel like they could get it. Um. So He's married Nicole. No, I mean fictionally. I don't mean in real life. Never. Yeah. Joanne is a goddess, and I just imagine that Adam Driver is worshiping his wife every day, and I would not even consider that in real life. I mean fictionally, fictional. Mm-hmm. So the third one is the forehead touch against J- mm-hmm. J- Jason Bateman. I know just that the feels look like on his face. The way no, he's Jason- like his eyes like well up with tears, and you can see that he's trying to keep them in. Yeah, Oof. no, that uh, whoo! I know you really. So like I like the sweet stuff, the, the yeah, goof, goofball stuff. Yeah. So, yep, that's me. No, uh, that that the, all of that sounds exactly like I I that's all checks out. That all checks out. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll try to go quick because I have six. Maybe I can combine some. Um. Okay. The first one I have is just the the classic Adam Driver stare. That's sort of like I'm warning you kind of stare like when him and Paul first have their their first conflict in the house and and they get broken up and uh, apart by the family and and Adam is just like like staring him down like that's hot like I don't Mm -hmm. know why like I wouldn't want to be like with somebody who like picks fights with people or anything Mm -hmm. for some reason when he does it it's like super hot um so that's number one number two just like the rolled up cigarettes in the sleeve again i don't want to be with someone who smokes although i was i used to smoke my husband used to smoke we haven't smoked in 10 years but i don't know something about the the rolled up the cigarette in the sleeve this rolled up cigarette pack in the sleeve and the way it just like kind of generally speaking i just want to put out a general note to the wardrobe department of this film that they were like get me shirts that are just like half a size too small Mm -hmm. so that they're stretched across his chest and get mm-hmm. me pants that really just hug his bum. Like all of the pants he wore were just like. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't gently, see his butt at all. How can you not, Sarah? Are you also butt blind in addition to nipple blind and crotch blind? You <laughs> yes. need to go back and watch this movie just for the butts. I don't check out anyone, Nicole. I have a I have a problem with that. I I like I don't do it. I, the moment he uh, he got to that funeral and and he like was crossing through the the and I was like. I God bless the wardrobe department for finding pants that just hugged his tushy in the best way possible. But it was like everything he wore in the whole movie. It was just like biceps, chest, buttocks. I was like, the wardrobe department, <laughs> they deserved, I hope they got a raise for the work yeah. that they did and the service they've done to the culture, our to our culture, our film culture. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Adam Driver dancing on a desk after they smoke the weed. I feel like yes. that's a classic hot move. Oh, when um, they're soaked and he's like in a crown and with sunglasses. I also wrote that down. No, you're you're absolutely when he is soaking wet and his again, it's like they're like, get me a sh- like, let's wet the shirt, but also like make sure that the shirt hugs his pectoral muscles in a way that makes you feel like the shirt isn't even really there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, Adam driver dancing on a desk, soaking wet. 
wearing the crown. All of the all of the above. I feel like this movie is like jam packed with thirst. I can't even. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Those are all my moments. And I did kind of buy into the bad boy thing a little bit, like the way he's got that kind of like devilish smirk, like he's up to something. Um, and he's like, oh, like the way he kept provoking Paul, who was such a stick in the mud. I just like I was living for it every time he poked at Paul a little bit. Um, I loved the the part where um he tried to turn up the the ba- the baby ma 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 monitor to so they could all listen to Paul and Aunt Annie. Oof. so funny this movie does not like married people Mm-mm. i don't think this movie has a good opinion about sexual relationships and marriage like it doesn't have i would say it doesn't have a positive view of sexuality and marriage as something that mm-hmm. can be hot and and great and good it mm-hmm. didn't it seems like everyone who was in this film who was married was their sex was stale or they were wanting someone else or they were it was purely functional yeah i didn't you know they talked about how in love annie and paul were but i didn't really other than the friendship love that i think people do fall into when they get married i didn't really see like that they were like attracted to each other yeah yeah okay anyway those are all my moments of thirst um love it yeah I love um, how we usually have di- 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 different mo-, mo. I know. Moments. I think that I love that for us. Um, I and also, of course, I have to give an honorable mention to Timothy Oliphant and his sweatpants. Timothy, because oh, he didn't, didn't notice the sweatpants. In, he came in with the thirst. I mean, he was basically wearing like a track suit the entire, like a, like track suit pants and like a a t shirt the entire movie. But I was, I have like. Body blind, blind, blind blindness, I think. I think I'm very focused on the face. He was face. wearing a tank top at the end when they're having the fight and he's eating the apple. He was wearing a tank top. That was also very like, nice. I literally, I'm looking at the face the entire time. Like the face was the the important part to me. Just every now and then, Sarah, let your eyes drift. Just let them drift mm-hmm. below the neck. Just, just let them. And I think you'll be pleased with what you see. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom. But I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Uh, shall we do some Adam and Andy trivia? Yes. Yeah, so this is two truths and a lie about I'm so Adam. Ugh, I'm so, so excited. This is two truths, one lie. You have to guess the lie. I have to guess the lie. So two truths about Adam and a lie. Oh gosh, I'm so excited. Okay. Hit me. Hit me with it. Lived in his stepmother's uncle's closet for a time with only two bags of clo- clothing to his name when he went away to school until he could find a place for, place for himself. That's wow. He studied and practiced grifting for a few weeks for a role in the film that didn't end up getting made in 2012. Both his biological father and stepfather are preachers. Sarah, you've really stumped me. <laughs> you've really stumped me this time. You really dug hard. You dug ho- You dug deep for this. Uh... Well, the first one, I, I'm going to go with my gut and say the first one is true because that totally sounds like something that would be true. It sounds like he went to New York, you know, to go to Juilliard and maybe didn't have a place to stay right away. Um, let's see. The second. What was the second one again? That was. He stu- stu- studied and practiced grifting for a few weeks for a role for a film that didn't end up get, get getting made in, 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 in 2012. 
And then the last one is that his father and stepfather are preachers, mm-hmm. which would indicate that his mom has a thing for preachers. <laughs> uh, you know, the, I don't know about the last two. The last two are the ones that I'm really not confident about. So I'm going to go with the first two are true just because the idea of Adam like picking people's pockets and conning them in a movie sounds really hot to me. And so I like I I want it to be true. So I'm going to go with the first two. It's not true. That's something I made up. <laughs> you did good. Wait, so number three is true? Yes. Wow. And he doesn't have a relationship with his parents. Like he didn't tell them about any okay. of his roles or his doesn't parents. talk he to doesn't them. Have a relationship with any of his parents? No. Wow. That's intense. Okay. Hey, if if you've got toxic people in your life, it, you don't have to keep them in the, in your life just because you're related by blood. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Sarah, this is this the first time I've gotten I'm it wrong? I'm trying to you stump you. I'm me. trying. You that was the first time that you you really got me and I have to say I like it. I like it. Oh, you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. <laughs> okay. But wait, I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here, I'm going to tie you to my bed and keep you for at least 3 days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Are you ready to spin the wheel? Yes. Okay, it's going to be sure. Andy. So, yeah, our next uh, our next uh, episode is going to be an Andy episode. So let me go ahead and share the screen. Never stop, never stopping. Never stop. Maybe. We'll see. So let me tell you what's on here. Uh, Cuckoo, Cuckoo, or Cuckoo, which mm-hmm. is a British series available on Netflix. So it's I because I was like, oh, I got to make sure we can get this. This was a listener suggestion. He's in like five episodes. So we could do one episode about his arc on that show. Nice. So uh, Cuckoo, uh, Lonely Island Shorts, Volume 5. So I feel like you maybe, Sarah, you could put us together like a like a little uh, charcuterie of uh, Lonely Island Shorts that we could get started with. Mm-hmm. And then and then lastly, we have Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. So, are you ready? What are we going to watch next? I'm so excited. Okay, here we go. And it is... It's going to be Cuckoo. 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 So, thank you. uh, Thank you to the listener who suggested that to us. um, Because that's going to be... I'm very excited. This is going to be our next one. So, let me go ahead and see if I can at least pull up a a synopsis. Uh... Well, there's a lot of different ones. Uh, see if I can find the TV series, maybe. Is this it? No. All right. Well, I know I did uh, find it on Netflix. There we go. Uh, it's Rachel. Okay. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Rachel shocks. So this is from 2012, or at least the first season is Rachel shocks her proper British parents when she marries an American hippie, but it's just the first in a series of surprises for the family. And I'm pretty sure that Andy plays the hippie. Yeah. Like I've seen a couple of images from the show and based on that, I think that he's the hippie in question. Nice. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sarah, you uh, this uh, and and listeners, if you'd like to watch the show, uh, it is available on Netflix. So we'll you and I'll chit chat, and we'll just watch the episodes that he's in. We're not going to watch the whole thing. 
Um, yeah. But I'm excited. I don't know anything about this show at all. I've never seen it. Um, but I'm pretty, I'm, I'm fucking excited to watch it. Yeah, so, um, well, uh, uh, I guess before I go, a couple things to plug. Um, I fucking in love in talking to other people who love Andy Samberg and, and Adam driver on, uh, on the internet. So please, uh, reach out, uh, you know, tweet at us, uh, at Adam Andy pod, or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Adam and Andy podcast. Uh, we are taking your film suggestions. We're taking your thirsty moments. What are your favorite moments from this is where I leave you? Um, tell are, is there a moment of thirst that we neglected to mention? Please let us know. Um, and, uh, I'd also like to plug our production company, critical crop top. Um, uh, we've got some new brand new sketches, uh, that we're re- releasing and, um, and Sarah is, uh, in them. I'm in them. Uh, Sarah has written and directed many of those sketches. Uh, so that's critical crop top. We, we shot them all virtually, um, because it was, uh, you know, we were going to shoot it on location and then COVID happened and we we're like, you know what? Fuck yeah. it. Let's shoot all this virtually. So the first got- one looks great. You, were you happy yeah. with it? So Sarah's yeah, in the looks- first one. Yeah. Uh, starring Sarah. It like it, was, it doesn't look like it was like shot like, like this as where we are right now. It's yeah. like, we're like, but it does look like someone might've placed a can 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 camera or something. I don't know. It looks cool. Well, I am very excited to share the rest of them. I was editing today, working on the next one that's coming out next week. Um, so go check it out um, at critical crop top on Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I'm actually uploading the sketches like everywhere. So uh, on Instagram, you can just watch it direct on Instagram. It's being direct uh, loaded to Facebook. And of course we have a YouTube channel. So if you go to critical cropped up on YouTube, you can watch our sketches. You can watch uh, sketches from our live shows that we've done over the years. Um, and you can watch the vidcast for this podcast. So if you're listening yeah. to us and you are interested in watching the vidcast uh, or the vidcast for any of the other episodes we've done for Adam and Andy, you can find that on uh, Critical Crop Tops YouTube channel. So that's it. That's all I got. That's all the plugs. That's all the plugs. Um, Sarah, it's a new, it's a new dawn. It's a new day in 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 America, and I have to say, uh, it it feels like yesterday, but yet the longest four years of my life. And I'm glad, I'm glad to be on the other side of it. Other side. So now's the time where, where we get to work. Yes. You know? Not we, because, you know, all I do is watch Adam Driver and Andy Samberg movies, but somebody is going to get to work. Yes. But we, we can rest, say, what's the word? We can rest e- e- easy knowing that people are in charge. Yeah, I think it does help. Like, obviously, there's a lot of work to be done in this country. There's a lot. Uh, I think, if anything, the last four years have exposed just how much work needs to be done. Uh, and so we're going to hold our leaders accountable. I'm very excited uh, that John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock uh, uh, of, of our home state of Georgia were sworn in yesterday as well. That was a pretty amazing moment. And uh, we're hoping to see some good changes um i i'm feeling more hope than i have in a long time yeah me too 